0: You are listening to Crosstalk, a safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and
1: get ready for the show. Welcome, everyone, to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with...
0: Brandon Fitch.
2: Thelma Hunter.
1: Welcome you all. Uh, this is going to be fun. Um, Thelma uh, is an angel. You know, I Max was <laughs> on here. You remember when Max was on here with us, Brandon? along uh, it was early on, and I made the joke that Max was the angel of Centerpoint. Right? <laughs> this was that was an inside joke because Thelma was the, actually the angel of Centerpoint uh, when I came through there. She was the director and and ran that program. And, you know, it was different when she was there than it is now because she had a heart and compassionate, you know, where Max, who has compassion. uh, Where am I going with this? The fact
0: that... On your way to an edit is where (laughs) I think you're going to go with this. No,
1: the fact is... (laughs) Thelma is not one of us. Max is, so he like can call us on our stuff and yeah, yeah, manip- yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. when we're trying to be manipulative and stuff like that. And and Thelma, I think, may have fallen prey to some of that, but it no. was because she was has so much compassion. And uh, now you've moved on from there. And uh-huh.
0: I really wish you had wrote some of this stuff down. I'm just time. winging it.
1: <laughs> Let's see what this is going to be fun for you because that's what you like. This, uh-huh. To watch me fail. Squirm. Squirm.
0: Not fail. Squirm.
2: You're
1: not. And paying. grow. And grow. You're doing great. I think I'm, what not, you're tra- I'm not editing any of this out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, can I? Can I, like, I think what you're trying to say. See, I knew you'd take over at some <laughs> no, point. No, I'm already, just trying to like, save you. Yeah. I'm just
0: right, what throwing you, got? you a life vest or yeah, a life yeah. preserver or whatever you're willing to accept at this point in time. Yeah. No, I, right. I, I think that they have two different
1: styles. 100%, mm-hmm. two different styles, Absolutely.
0: and they both function. In, in a great way to help people,
1: and, and I wasn't meaning to be negative towards. No, I don't, one I don't think you were. I don't think you were. Just came out that way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant. Oh, well, see, but the rest uh. of the
0: people watching, listening now, understand <laughs> that that your intentions were great. Their intentions yeah. are absolutely pure and wonderful, yeah. and they both have amazing styles. Uh, That's of, exactly of...
1: what I said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: And I miss Centerpoint greatly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure they miss you. Uh, And, you know, I didn't talk to you very much when I was in there, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But I know that you helped a lot of people that I was in there with at the time. And I've seen you go on and move up in positions and roles and been working uh, under you and around you for uh, a while now, mm-hmm. and I've grown to really respect you and Thank admire you. you and all that I see that you do. So it's great to have you finally on the podcast uh, because we mention you often on here, um, being that this is under the Four Rivers umbrella. So mm-hmm. I just want, why don't you just tell a little people about your pathway into working for Four Rivers Centerpoint, okay. what it got you to have the heart for that, and ultimately to where you are today.
2: Okay, well. Um, I think where I got the heart for that is my dad was an alcoholic, Um, what you call back then a functional alcoholic that still went to work every day, but when he'd come home, you know, drink till he passed out and went to bed. Um, That gave me the compassion. Um, And uh, if I would have gotten the genetics from him, I would probably be... In one of these facilities Um, not for lack of trying Um, (laughs) you know um, but I've always enjoyed working with people with substance abuse issues Um, I've enjoyed working with people with mental health issues as well I've been with four rivers for 25 years Um, I have been in the residential treatment part of four rivers uh, I worked at the Fuller Center for about five years, and um, then I came to CenterPoint and I was there for eleven years. Loved every minute of it. Um, it was a great program. It still is a great program. I completely believe in that. Um, and then I became um, division director, and now I am vice president of clinical services. And I, each each step up, I get a little bit farther away from. <coughs> direct service with people, and and that's one of the kind of double-edged swords um, because I really enjoy working with people, and especially, you know, the the people in residential were wonderful, and you got to know them and know them as people, and and you would see someone come in who had given up all hope, you know, was just hopeless, and, and they felt horrible about themselves, and they wouldn't even look you in the eye. And then six months later, you you get the opportunity to see this person who's completely changed, and they have this glow about them, and they're happy again, and things are happening for them in their life again. They've got their loved ones back, or they're on the path to that, and they believe in themselves again. And and that was just priceless for me. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to watch. One of my favorite things about working with people is seeing the positive things that happen.
0: No you know you, you've I guess to reflect back on it that was in two thousand well, building a program mm-hmm. is is something that you've um, been known for building a program like Center point and that was um, and I knew you before Center point mm-hmm. um, through social associations, uh, through neighbors, through Gretchen too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met you. Um, before that, but I also ran into them again when I entered into Fuller Center myself. And that's when Centerpoint was starting up.
2: Right. That's when I was just leaving Fuller Center. I remember I was moving out of the office when you were down there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, so I guess my question is, is uh, I've got several questions, but you started off in 2011 over at Centerpoint when that opened Uh, or 2010?
2: 2010, I believe. Gosh, it's been a long time. Um. It was, it was just a few months after they had opened the doors.
0: So, first off, how many, how many people do you think you've seen come through the doors um, in your tenure? Oh literally almost gosh. 10 years there.
2: Thousands.
0: Thousands of people. And what was it like opening up the first large men's facility you know, in our region?
2: Well, a lot of people didn't think it would be successful because I was a woman. Um, even the director of recovery Kentucky had his doubts Yeah. and he told me so, <laughs> um, oh, wow. but um, I went on to prove him wrong.
0: Yeah. I think that's what Matt was trying to allude to a minute ago is, was the fact that, you know, having, cause when you come into these facilities, when you come out of jail, when you come out of active addiction, you know, we've, we've as men, you, you are wrapped up with this kind of a toxic masculinity, this uh, having to be tough and resilient, um, even in the most unresilient areas, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, having to have that wall and that guard up. And that's why I think we all looked at her and looked at you as, you know, this this angel, this person, because it was somebody we could lower our guard with. Um, mm-hmm. It was somebody who, you know, we could talk to and, and um, uh, have uh, a sense of, of really, you know, healing compassion whenever we speak. No, to you mm-hmm. in that process. So I think that was mm-hmm. that was just a nice warm place to be. Yeah.
2: And and that was my goal for Center Point. I wanted it to be a home environment. I didn't want it to be some some sterile center that, you know, people just were in because they had to be. I wanted it to play, be a place where they actually wanted to be and they were proud of and, and they felt that camaraderie, that fellowship with everyone that came in. And I, I think that's something that we did accomplish. We were a family there.
0: So, I mean, I'm sure you've seen other models throughout the, uh, the nation um, that have kind of got that military-style rehabilitation center versus mm-hmm. what you guys had. What do you think the difference is?
2: I think the difference is in looking at other issues besides substance abuse. I think mental health and trauma – are two of the biggest factors for people that come into those centers. That's been unaddressed all these years. They've been self-medicating through substances, and when you finally can treat both of those, a wonderful thing happens, and yeah. and that person gets past those things and moves on with their life and can lead a rich and full life without substances.
1: That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's so true. You know. Yeah,
2: I mean, you guys, you guys are definitely role models for that. I mean,
0: she had to breathe heavy on that. <laughs> yeah, you guys are <sighs> role
2: no, models. No, no, it's because I've <laughs> lost my I've lost my train of thought. I've had so many meetings today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> but uh, like, I think about what
1: you're talking about. When I came in there, I'd never been to any treatment facility mm-hmm. before Centerpoint, and but I'd been to jail a whole lot. Mm -hmm. so like i was all ready for it to be like jail like i didn't that was just what i was used to i wasn't used to like we've talked about so many times on here i wasn't used to guys coming up to me telling me they love me and Mm -hmm. giving me hugs and we'll be right back
2: hey y'all did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in switzerland because they get lonely here at turning point we don't want you to ever be lonely either That's why we are open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? My biggest issue with meetings is despite their name, they're never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information.
1: You know, I can't speak for other treatment facilities because I've never been there, but I I can't imagine there being that much of a camaraderie and a brotherhood other places is like because it really was a family, and the fact that. It was COVID lockdown when I was there. We had no choice but to like each other or yeah. stay away from each other, you know, as much as we could in treatment. And so, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was life-changing for me to mm-hmm. just see that there were other people there working on themselves. And to, and the people that, like, all the people that worked under you had the same heart for yeah. what your vision was, too, yeah. you know, uh, because... You made it fun. You made it feel like people actually cared. And and I, I, there was a high success rate of the guys that I went through mm-hmm. with at that time. Um, a lot of them still sober, still doing good. So
2: A lot of them work at Four Rivers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: that's it's true. A, hey, that's a testament to Four Rivers giving people second yeah. chances because, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, you said Max was on this. Max always uh, said, um, you know, sometimes when you become ungrateful for your job, you have to remember that you're lucky they let you in the parking lot
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, with our records, you know, like with, with, yeah. with what we've got in our history. That's um, not that they wouldn't let us in the parking lot, but most places would look at us and say, no, <laughs> you know, you're not allowed here. So mm-hmm. um, you've, you've had a lot of. I mean, being in your position, seeing all the people that you worked with, um, you know, it's, it's gotta be trying because you see so many successes, but you also, um, see a lot of, um, I wouldn't say failures, but you know, situations where people go back out and return to use, you know, how do you, how do you keep moving forward in those situations? You know, um, whenever you're seeing that on a daily basis,
2: mm-hmm. it's very hard. Yeah. Um, at least, if they return to use, they have a chance. And they come back, they have a chance at life. A lot of people return to use, and we have a whole back wall of pictures of people that didn't make it back. And you know, every every time that happened, it just broke my heart because I know everybody on that wall. Yeah. You know, and I had a relationship with them while they were at Centerpoint, and got really close with some of them. And it just, it just broke my heart every time it happened. Um, but you focus on how many people you have helped, how many people you can still help, how you never give up hope for someone. And, and, you know, I get to see the success every day when I work with you guys, you know, and that makes my day. My goal is to have as many guys from Centerpoint work at Four Rivers as possible because mm-hmm. I know that those are going to be some of our best employees.
0: Loyal, dedicated, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that goes to say that we, we tend to live our lives, you know, the society tells us, the courts tell us, you know, you, you owe a debt to society, you know, and I think we continue to live our lives on a daily basis. Like we've uh, never paid that debt off, you know, cause we we've taken so much that they didn't catch us for, you know, <laughs> um, not on the record. Um, but, you know, we, we continue to live that way and, and, and just in debt, to the to the grace that people like you have given us, you know, for a second chance. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you.
2: I believe in second chances. I believe in third chances. I believe in fourth chances. Just come back and and take that chance. Don't die out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Never give up. Keep never driving. Give up. That's what it's all about. And um, that's what we tell people all the time. That's what I love about the rooms and recovery is that you know it's, it's people. There, there is that shame and that guilt that sets in mm-hmm. when you've uh, fallen and slipped or, you know, repeating this or having to come back to treatment again. But anyone I've ever seen come back through those doors, uh, to the rooms or through a treatment facility, there's nothing but open arms, mm-hmm. welcoming them, glad to see them back, uh, understanding of what they've been through and what they, you know. So, and that's what makes people be able to keep coming back, mm-hmm. you know, is To know that That the arms are going to be there. Yeah, the acceptance is going to be there for them. Uh, Yeah,
2: there's no judgment.
1: (coughs) So uh, another reason we had you on today is because you've decided to do this uh, Lily House, right? Lily's? What?
0: Lily's House? Lily's House. Lily's
1: House. (laughs) house. right. Uh,
2: Here, do you want a
0: brochure? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Tell us a little bit about... What gave you the idea for this, uh, why you're so passionate about it, and uh, what it's going to look like?
2: Okay. Lily's house is going to be a six-bed sober living house for pregnant and or parenting women. Um, There is nothing like it on this end of the state. The closest one is in Louisville. And we just saw a need there for providing this service. Um, I know that there are a lot of sober living homes in this area, um, mostly for men. There are some for women, but they don't take uh, women with children. So we wanted to provide that. We wanted to be able to help um, a mother have a healthy baby, to be able to help her get those services she needs to have a healthy baby and get parenting skills to deal with that child after it's born you know coping skills to learn how to do that and to stay sober and that's that's a huge thing
0: yeah I think there's a lot of of, uh, lack of services for women Mm -hmm. in recovery or women that need recovery in our area and in the state and in the nation in general because I mean women are marginalized so much as it is you know when it comes Mm to active addiction substance use disorder they deal with different types of stresses Mm -hmm. And, and lo and behold, they have less opportunity to go to treatment because they've got kids to take care right. of in many cases. And, they, you know, they can't take the kids with them. If they do abandon their children in some form or fashion, they're going to go to Child Protective Services and then they could lose mm-hmm. custody. So this is pretty, pretty awesome.
2: And there's such a stigma around a pregnant mother abusing drugs. Yeah. You know, they have nowhere to go. Right. They don't have that family support that they need. And hopefully Lily's House will be that support they need. We'll have a case manager, peer support who have been there, done that, that can help them through the day-to-day stuff. Um, I think that everyone who is going to have a successful recovery program has got to have that support system. Absolutely.
0: One of the things that we deal with a lot with, with uh, women in recovery or, or getting into recovery is, you know, you're starting off with nothing uh-huh. and, and you have this human being or potential human being inside of you that you have to take care of. But then they have to get a job to get a place um, and then they have to have transportation to get to the job. But they also have to consider the fact that they have, you know, the need for childcare too. So are you opening up a child care inside your home in addition to all this? No, 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 no. no,
2: no. (laughs) I have a dog, and that's way more than I can handle those days. (laughs) So um, we can help um, pay for child care if they need that. Uh, With this grant that we got, we have some money written into it for things like um, personal needs for the person if they need uh, business clothing for an interview, if they need child care to get to their appointments and be able to do their mental health treatment or um, go to work or whatever the case may be. Um, We want to try and provide as much as we can to make them successful.
1: There's going to be a vehicle to transport. There's going
2: to be a vehicle to transport. Um, We can take them to their doctor's appointments. We can take them to job interviews, um, to the grocery store if they need something. Um, It's just going to be full wraparound services for these women.
0: And we've seen the place too. I mean, it's it's we've seen the place in the beginning. Have you been over there yet?
1: I haven't been inside, but I've seen pictures and what I think is really cool about it is that I like a couple of the guys that I sponsor at Centerpoint, you like you've had guys from Centerpoint yeah. working on it, putting it together, so it's like a full circle kind of exactly. thing.
2: Like no, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> when when we were over there working and some of the center point guys were over there, they were giving us some helpful hints on what to do with babies and how they handled their kids and what worked for their kids and what didn't and they were great. I mean they were also excited to be doing this. And it's yeah. it's great. I mean everyone is really excited about this project.
0: And, and the place is is beautiful. Like I mean they, they they've taken a home and, and redecorated, repainted um, um, created a whole new atmosphere in there I mean brand new furniture new beds um, uh, I've heard heard uh, Thelma talking about these these different types of uh, beds they have to, to create so the mother doesn't roll over on the baby mm-hmm. and um, things that her and I probably had never even heard of um, you know well, it's, it's, that
1: was a, a fun part for me when we had the the meeting that we held over uh-huh. like, with the girls that we work with that have, are all mothers, uh-huh. and, you know, you coming for ideas, you yeah. not being a mother, and, yeah. like, them coming with all these things that, uh-huh. you know, I wasn't going to think of. I mean, I'm a father, but, you know, yeah. Brandon wasn't going to think of, and you yeah. hadn't thought of. and They, they helped
2: hadn't. me so much. Yeah. I got a whole list of stuff I hadn't even thought of. And, you know, I think it's really ironic that a woman who's never had children is heading up this project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Uh, ironic and ironic, yeah, yeah, scary. Yeah, I'm sure. Scary, yeah. So I guess that's that's another question too. You've spent the last you know 10 and 11 years basically mothering adult men, um, uh, children. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and you've you've handled that extremely well. Um, how do you feel that that transition? I, I know you're not going to be there daily and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 handling it that way. But mm-hmm. how do you feel that that's going to be the same or different? Um?
2: Well. It it will be the same because people are people. Yeah. Um, it will be a little bit different because the needs of mothers are going to be a little bit different, um, but it's still people who are in recovery and who want to lead a sober living life, and I can help people oh, with that. Yeah. It's a good
0: answer. Yeah. Thank you. I would be scared to death. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm
2: scared to death. Because
0: I don't, I don't <laughs> understand the female species as as much as some people do, you know. And and I think that that that's a different complexity. You know, uh-huh. you've got different traumas involved. You've got, uh, like you said, different needs as well. Mm-hmm. Like that that. Um, that sounds, you know, scary.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not scared. I'm just saying I'm I'm willing to, to just jump in and do whatever's needed. Well,
1: you know? I mean, sober living, running a sober living house in general is Whew. scary, mm-hmm. uh, from what I hear, and and then let alone kids running around. Yeah, little they babies, can bring, tiny babies. Like they come in there pregnant, but they can also bring if they have other kids. Un- with yeah, them. as
2: long as they're under two.
1: Under two. Okay. We'll be right back.
0: Did you know that recovery from substance use disorder and mental health go hand in hand? That is why the caring and compassionate mental health professionals at Four Rivers Behavioral Health in Paducah are here to help you find your balance. They are proud of you for making the changes necessary to live a healthier life and would love to see you reach your full potential. Give them a call at 270-442-7121 or stop by the downtown location at 425 Broadway in Paducah, Kentucky.
2: As a woman in recovery, I know how important having a fellowship of women has been for me. Come join us at the Women of Worth All Recovery Support Group here at Turning Point, 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky, every Friday night at 6 p.m.,
1: where we discuss our personal experiences in recovery. Hope to see you there.
2: And then the woman can live there after she's given birth up to a year.
0: So, what is the what would the what would the process be like? Just say if somebody's listening or watching this, and they're like, "I am a person that would fit the criteria," or "I know a person that would fit the criteria of, of being a potential resident at mm-hmm. Lily's house." What would that look like? What would they have to do?
2: They would call Four Rivers Behavioral Health at 270-442-7121, and they could either ask to speak to me, Thelma Hunter, at extension 1244, or they could ask to speak to Angie Rogers, the site administrator in uh, our Center for Addiction Services, and we would do a pre-screen over the phone.
0: Oh, nice. So they would just simply have to come in for an assessment eventually?
2: They would come in for an assessment once they had been admitted into the home. Okay. Um, We would only have to do a pre-screen and a um, short intake to get someone into the home.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty simple then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any kind of prerequisites that they need to consider as well? Um, They they...
2: need to be 30 days clean. Mm -hmm. So if they have come through, uh, say, the Fuller Center... And that 28-day program, we would take them. If they have come through an IOP program, we would take them. Um, if they've been in outpatient treatment and they've been cleaned for 30 days, we would look at that as well. Um, we would not take anyone with kids over, too. Um They don't have to be pregnant. They can just be parenting if they have a young child. Um, those are the, the main criteria.
0: Awesome. So, you got um, a beautiful place set up, a uh, safe environment. There's, there's cameras, there's a structured set of rules um, that provide a safe environment from all the um, uh, potential um, outside um, men that's out there. <laughs> Matt. Um, and, and it sounds like a wonderful place to get back on your feet yeah. in a safe, uh, structured, controlled environment mm-hmm. um, with supportive individuals around. Right. That's great.
2: Yeah, that, and that's what we want. We want to improve birth outcomes for moms. There is so uh, many cases of neonatal, neonatal abstinence syndrome or NAS. Um, we just want healthy babies, healthy moms, happy kids, um, all live in a sober life.
0: So when, when the grant was being written, now I know this is funding from the state of Kentucky, which mm-hmm. is through the KYASAP, which is Kentucky Agency for Substance Abuse Policy, and that's Correct. out of the Office of Drug Control Policy.
2: Yes.
0: Um, when, when you were writing the grant for this, mm-hmm. um, that was a fun process, right? Yeah. Grant process. <laughs> uh, rewarding, but fun. Very rewarding, yeah. yes. Um, so what was, what was I guess, the, the model based after? I think it's, and uh, I don't know the exact term neonatal or or how is that termed
2: we're expanding services for pregnant and parenting women okay pretty simple okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah i like putting people on the spot especially when <laughs> i don't know the answer either yeah, it's like uh, is this jeopardy <laughs> <laughs> well that's great i mean it's great that that the state's doing this you know um to to i mean we're, we're doing the work they're doing the work um and and they're very supportive of um helping people out you know yes. and and that's a, a a decent pot of money that can help um, a group of individuals. You know, Mm -hmm. you think sometimes we get a pot of money that is designed to help as many people as we can help. Mm -hmm. Um, And you wrote this grant to help uh, six very specific people throughout a year Mm -hmm. to really embrace their recovery capital, to really embrace the home health purpose and community aspects of of building their support and foundation. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, and, and to try and reduce the... Um, percentages of babies born with neonatal abstinence syndrome.
0: That's the term I was looking for right there. Did we say it
1: already? NAS. 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 She had already mentioned it. What exactly does that term mean?
2: Addicted babies. Babies born that are addicted when they are in the NICU, they shake all the time Mm -hmm. um, because they're withdrawing from substance, and we want to cut that out as much as possible.
0: Gotcha. Because a lot of times, and we don't want to go too long, but a lot of times mothers who are pregnant will avoid any kind of support. Yes, because
2: they're afraid that social services will take the children.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah. this gives them an opportunity. This gives to...
2: them an opportunity to live in a safe environment and be supported and hopefully have all the resources that they need to have healthy, happy babies.
1: awesome. And needed so much so yeah. there's only Louisville's the only old one nearby that you that's know That's the closest one
2: we could find when we started writing the grant and I think that's a big part of the reason that we were awarded the grant because western Kentucky has very limited resources. Mm. Yeah.
0: And there's some Oxford houses I believe that allow it. Yeah, but they're not specifically mommy and me designed. houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. the, but they're not specifically designed just like this right. this is only This is
2: specifically for pregnant and parenting women. That's awesome. That's yeah. good.
1: Right. Yeah, and I love to see that we're getting something that's needed and mm-hmm. that's new to this area. And like, mm-hmm. as I've only been in recovery a short, few t- you know, a couple twenty four hours, but <laughs> but uh you're you becoming
0: know, an old timer. Uh,
1: <laughs> what is old timer? We were talking about this the other day. Is it five years? <laughs> I don't think that there's.
0: I think it just depends on the how you start talking. The newcomers' opinion of you, you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay, but no, like. Us becoming a recovery ready community recently, yes. like all the things that are happening in Very this area, exciting. the matter van, the matter van, all the things that we're doing. Uh, you know, our Narcan distribution. Um, so I love seeing it. Just yeah. something else to add to the, the our area that's going to help people in recovery. Like you know, I grew up, I went through high school here, and you know, before I moved to Louisville for twenty years, and I had no idea. I mean, I'm sure there wasn't back then this much, but. Mm-hmm. To come back here and need all this stuff yeah, and it be here, like, right where I needed it, right at the right time, was is such a blessing, you know, so.
0: Let's talk about how far you've come. I think we talked We've about. have done that enough. <laughs> well, I know, that. but anybody that's new watching and or listening. Mm,
1: no one, no, you say there's only 20 people that watch. It's the same 20 people. Well, we're going to remind them one more
0: time. <laughs> Do you remember that during COVID?
2: Mm-hmm. I sure do. Thelma,
0: Thelma said, I'll help um, uh, deliver some drinks and some games and some snacks to the rooms. Because everybody, everybody at Centerpoint, yeah, all 100 people were quarantined. Quarantined, And um, there was Matt up in there uh, yelling out the window.
1: I think she, the only time I remember Thelma coming up there, I had just shaved my head out of boredom. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, you cut your hair. I was like, yeah. Bored.
0: <laughs> you were nice to her,
1: though, weren't you? Yeah. I, listen, I wasn't mean to you, Brandon. I was uh, upset at the situation. Yeah. we were,
2: We were all upset at the right. situation. Yeah. There Me just too. wasn't a lot we could do about
0: I it. I remember some of the guys were really mad that we got, the staff got to go home.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, this
0: is BS because you get to go home. Like, well, what do you want us to do? Like, I mean,
2: mm-hmm. we, yeah.
0: you know, I've already did my stint there, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: then some. And then yeah. some.
2: Yeah. But it all worked out. Oh yeah.
1: All worked out for the good. Now we're role models. Mm -hmm. We're role models. You're role models (laughs) with a pause.
2: And and turning point in Four Rivers is is leading the charge in recovery. I mean, we have so many services now that we never had before. I mean look at the matter van that goes to all nine counties we have and and helps people who are dealing with all kinds of substance use issues.
0: And for the record, we wrote that grant while uh-huh. she was writing this grant for Lily's house, yeah. and and we got wrote
2: the two grants at the same time. Yeah.
0: And and, uh, and then we found out on our Christmas party for mm-hmm. Four Rivers the day of, yeah. yeah, that was exciting. That was the first grant. very grants.
2: exciting the first grant I'd ever written. Yeah, 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 It's awesome. First two grants I'd ever written,
0: and and now they're, they're one of them's literally rolling. <laughs> uh huh. You know, yeah, like that.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean it's probably tough to write those grants, especially like the first time to get all the wording right yeah. you know your deliverables and all the things that mm-hmm. you know that they're gonna be looking for and to do your first one and have it get yeah you
2: know, i was I was super excited about that, but I did realize uh Halfway through, when we were remodeling, that I forgot to put anything in there for flooring for the house. So we had to scrape from some other parts of the grant and get permission to use that for flooring. But that was something I didn't even think about. So you know, the next grant I write, I'm going to think about. Oh, hey, you might need flooring if you're going to do something like that.
0: So are you going to write another grant for another sober living house for women? No, not yet. Not yet. yet. Um,
2: I did write a grant uh, for a in-home pregnancy, uh, services. Oh, good. And we will be providing in-home services with a case manager and peer supports to pregnant women in the nine County area. Um, as soon as we get Lily's house going, (laughs) we'll start on the next project. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm always, you know, we, we go to these events and we, we, we have, have our own events here and we go to these events in Frankfurt and different places. And, um, you know, number one, to see how, proud we are of what we're doing in the state Mm -hmm. and even more so with what we're doing in western kentucky because that's 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 our stomping grounds right you know and and we get to like you said lead the charge on on these creative new and innovative ideas um and and thankfully we have you know a supportive company for mm-hmm. rivers that uh, allows us to do those things a supportive state that that funds us the opportunity or gives us the opportunity mm-hmm. with funding yeah uh, to do these things because um without that i mean without that there would be so many people bouncing from couch to couch until they made it to jail and through the system mm-hmm. um without the opportunity so right. um you know not to make anybody jealous, who is listening from out of state, but Kentucky's got it going on. Yeah, um, you know we're we, leading the pack. We're leading the yep. pack, you know, and I think this the governor just said we were number four in the nation. I think is that what he said?
1: Uh, seven, I S- thought somewhere
0: around the top yeah. ten in the nation in 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 providing recovery supports for individuals yeah. with substance use disorder. Mm-hmm. That's impressive, and we were one of the top nations that were hit, or top, top uh, states that were hit hardest in the nation due to the opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. You know, we were hit one of the hardest. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just means that we're, 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 we're doing a good job. Uh, yeah. We've got so much more to do. Yeah. Um, but we're doing a good job, and it's it's a fight that's going to be going on for, for decades, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Yeah. We've got a good foundation to build on, you know? Yeah. So... Well, awesome. Doma, thank you. I hope this wasn't too no, painful this was for great. you. Anytime. Just, well, okay, good. We'll have you back on regularly tomorrow, Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> every other podcast. <laughs> Whenever you need me. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks again. And li- watch our YouTube, watch us on YouTube, or check out our audio versions on <laughs> Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music. And as always, stay grateful.
0: If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270 You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible.